0: What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. I'm Jared Peniman. Here with me, Joe Jimenez. Guys, hyped apparel. I mean, if you haven't checked them out and you keep listening to us, then I'm gonna keep letting you know to go check them out because, guys, their stuff is awesome. Uh, it's lasted. It's great quality. And it's super comfortable. Literally, whatever you need to do, you can do it in hyped apparel and save some money while you're at it. Uh, Go check out our show notes and get 20% off your first order. Joe, who is on the pod today?
1: Guys, today we have my friend Jacob Newton uh, from Florida Tech. He's an outfielder. And Jacob is from Canada. Um, He's from Oakville, Canada, which is just outside of Toronto. Um, And there is... I mean, Jared, I, I'm fired up. We did this interview. I really am because Jacob talked about his experience going through recruiting with the um, Ontario Blue Jays program, an elite amateur baseball program up in uh, up in the Toronto area. And guys, like what they do for their players is something I've honestly never heard of before.
0: It's, it's literally, insane. it's insane.
1: It's it's insane. Um, guys, make sure you listen in. Um, this is one hell of an episode. Um, especially for kids in Canada, guys. If you can go play for uh, the Ontario Blue Jays after what we've heard, it's it's one hell of an opportunity. Um, if you guys have any questions, guys, you guys, uh, who, who you want us to have on the show, um, DM us, email us, talk to us, guys. We need more engagement, the better. Let us know how we can help you guys throughout the recruiting process. Um, Jared, is that it? I think that's it so let's go Newt. thanks so much for coming on man how you doing
2: i'm doing great thanks for having me
1: of course of course um so new we'll we'll start with um we'll start with memories man we've been we've been doing this for about a month now uh, what's your favorite memory i guess so far uh from florida tech
2: uh, that's a tough one. Um, we've had a lot of great times here. Um, just been loving loving the field, loving the atmosphere around it. Um, best memories have just been on the field, to be honest. We, we've had some great walk-off opportunities here. Uh, this year has been a little shaky, obviously, on and off with COVID. Um, best memories, tough to pinpoint, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's good. So, that means you've had a lot.
2: Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Um, but new, I just kind of want to start in, so you're from Canada, um, and we've had players from Canada before who have played football, basketball, track, just a bunch of different sports, but why, why the States for baseball,
2: baseball in Canada, um, there really isn't much of an opportunity after high school. Um, the Canadian universities don't really have a very competitive league, um, and, the, the, the baseball in Canada, uh, the United States is just infinitely better. The opportunities are better, the, the recruiting is better, and that's just where you need to be if you want to play at any level past high school. Um, in, in, in most baseball players' opinions in Canada, um, no matter who you talk to. So uh, being recruited into the United States is, is obviously the biggest thing, and exposure is a very tough thing to get when you're a Canadian baseball player. So just playing as much in the United States as possible through high school is, is the most important factor.
0: Have. Um, I mean, you've kind of been, you've been playing college baseball now for a while, but is there kind of a shift trying to be made in Canada to kind of keep Canadian players in Canada and just increase the level and the competition of
2: baseball at the higher level? In terms of after high school you're talking about? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say so. Um, no, the the Canadian universities, a lot of guys can just walk onto the teams. We, we had a lot of guys that uh, we had a few guys in my program that decided not to pursue baseball in the United States, um, and, you know, they'd probably be third or fourth string on our rosters, and they'd be starting in, in three whole guys on any Canadian roster. So I don't want to talk poorly on Canadian baseball. Obviously, they have some, some good experiences and then some good competition up there. But if you would like to pursue baseball, um, you know, in the professional level or continue to try to get yourself as a better ball
1: player, you, you have to be in the United States. Gotcha. Gotcha. Newt is college baseball something you've always dreamed of. Um, I mean, when when did that dream really, really, really start? Uh, when did you start visualizing yourself playing college baseball? Yeah, I um, I started playing ball
2: when I was around nine, um, super competitively. Around fourteen, when I joined the Ontario Blue Jays, um, and that program is just really, really great. Great program. Um, a lot of really good ball players are coming of there professionally and throughout the United States. And, uh, when I got to that level around 14 is when I really started to see myself going places from here. Um, obviously I grew up, Josh Naylor was a couple years older than me mm-hmm. Brother um, Bo was, it was a year younger and they're both in the system now, Josh playing for the Padres, um, and seeing those guys and playing with those guys, you know, as they're growing up too, you really see where you can be. And if you really put your mind to it, how far you can go, um, and, and that, Whole atmosphere of the Ontario Blue Jays um, for when I was fourteen until eighteen was really just put your head down and this is what I want to do.
0: I'm I'm a little curious more with the that Blue Jays program. Can you give us a little bit more into like kind of what do you guys do? I mean, I'm sure you guys came to the states and played in a lot of tournaments and and things like that, but can you give us a little bit more, just a little bit deeper into what you guys did?
2: Yeah, the uh, high school baseball in Canada is pretty inexistent. Um, a lot of the high school ball is just kind of for fun you play like 10 games at the most and i mean i I created the team at my high school so and i was the coach and then i cut the guys and you know it's just really not the same as it is here so if you want to play um at any level in canada you play with a a program um and you stick with them throughout the whole year and you have a facility and you train um and you play summer ball you play spring ball you play all year round with that same organization so the ontario blue jays is a is a elite amateur baseball organization um, they have a big facility, they have training staff, athletics, uh, athletic training staff. And we compete um, in a Canadian league over the, the, um, the spring. And then in the summers, we'll compete in some tournaments down in, in the United States. And then the biggest draw with the Ontario Blue Jays has been their fall trips. So in the fall, the beginning of the semester, when, you, when you're in high school, you travel down the States for about a month um, at a time and you play all these D1 universities down the center of the states and back up and then down the east coast of the states and back up so you spend about two months playing just top quality ball um obviously you have recruiting opportunities at all these universities that you're playing because we're playing you know penn state Pitt on the way down you're playing florida state tsu uh tcu um fgc wow. uh, we play a lot of like all the big names that we can find on, on the way down we, we play and then you end in jupiter um, with the big uh perfect game Woodbat classic yeah, uh, that's where I got recruited. Um, that's where I got my exposure from for Florida Tech, and uh, and it's just it's just a great atmosphere. The whole program just does a really good job at developing developing guys and making sure that they're getting the opportunities that they need to be seen. Wow, that's
1: that's, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. I mean, I'm assuming they're like yeah, doing a lot of things here. Of <laughs> yeah, they but I mean, I've heard of the Ontario Blue Jays and and how good of a program they are. I didn't know they did that, but I mean, that has to be a big draw for any player that's thinking about playing college baseball. If you guys are doing essentially like recruiting trips like that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, how competitive is it to get on on onto into the program into the Ontario Ontario Blue Jays? Back when I got in at 14, um,
2: I remember checking their website and it was three years outdated. None of the days matched up with the days of the week and I couldn't find any tryout dates. And, I sent emails to their recruiting managers for months on end, trying to just get get in there, just see me, take a look, you know? Um, and I actually, when I graduated at 18, the recruiting guy that, that got me in there said, dude, you just pissed me off too much that I just decided to give you a shot. <laughs> you like, you just kept blowing up my inbox. I'm like, fine, let this kid come out. Um, so it was very difficult back in the day um, yeah. to get in um, and, you know, to, to gain that, that experience. Now it's, they've made it a lot easier. Now you can, you can get the, you can get seen easily. You can show up at the club. They have open tryouts all the time. Um, in terms of actually getting onto a team, I, I don't know um, how, how much, how many guys they cut. I know that they do have extensive rosters. So they have two teams at every level now, which is great. Um, so they're giving those opportunities to more guys. Um, but the travel rosters that come to the States and do those big um, fall trips, um, I think are, are still pretty select.
0: I want to talk more about that fall trip because I don't know. I just that's one First of them, time I've heard of that. Yeah, that's like one of the most incredible things. Yeah. I mean, too. I mean, you're playing top level Division One college programs, trying to get recruited to those programs. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what does that timeline look like? Like,
2: yeah, it's uh, it's pretty taxing. Um, so you like I said, it's about a month at a time. Um, so you go on the road drive over the border, Um, about a six hour trip, you play the first major D1, Um, you spend, you play 14 inning game, you have dinner on the bus, drive about three more hours, crash at a hotel, get up the next morning, drive another three hours to the next one, play, drive three hours that night, next hotel, so you're at a different hotel every night and different school every day um, for the course of that three to four week period um so you're getting you're getting 14 games in like I said we have a bit of a bigger roster on there so you get you know you don't have to play every um every yeah. game but uh it, it's pretty taxing and you obviously you have to take school on the road because you're missing you know basically your whole semester um when you're doing that in high school and I used, I went on that fall trip I think I went on three times uh, I went on those things so you know you do miss a, a big chunk of school and you have to take that on the road with you and, and hopefully you know you have teachers that are accepting and, and willing to work with you um but we, we we had some of the best training staff, too. Uh, Chris Walsh is a good buddy of mine. He uh, I believe he's with the Cardinals now. I, I might not be sure of that one. Um, but he's definitely in the minor league system now um, with some guys. And he he was incredible, just keeping your body right, keeping our meals right. Um, we had a tutor that we brought on the road with us as well. Um, it was just a very well-organized trip. But you, you lived on the bus for about a month. And, I mean, Joe, you play in the woods, and you're playing there now. I'm sure you know what that's like, too. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... That's a lot for a, a high schooler. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the, a lot for anybody. <laughs> yeah, That's things you do in, in college, those things you do in pro ball. But I guess the, the next question I have is, how much, how much does that trip cost?
2: Um, it's, it's covered by the, uh, by the program. Um, I wow. think you pay, you pay into it with your fees that you're playing throughout. And then the, the younger teams in the organization also help, I think, to fund that um but you know you you pay a little bit for meal money here and there but for the most part it's uh it's pretty subsidized
1: and I mean it's the school aspect I just I I mean did you ever have any problems with your high school teachers like that just seems crazy to me I I mean at least in my high school experience if you skip class you're 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 in trouble but I mean like what's Uh, I, I just can't imagine kids from my high school just being like, all right, I'm going to go play ball for, for a month <laughs> at a time. <laughs> you know, just send me the homework.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, luckily, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. I, I found high school pretty pretty easy on me. I know some of the guys did struggle a lot. They're working hard on the, on the road and getting assignments in. Um, but for the most part, a lot of teachers were very accommodating of that. Uh, obviously, they see what we're trying to do, and, and they understand, you know, where we're, our heads are at.
0: Was there a big push to maybe do homeschooling if that's like what you wanted to do. I was like, was there any of that going on?
2: Not, not particularly. No. no. Um,
0: or I guess the other question was, is it like, was it kind of like a known thing in Canada that if you had baseball players, like they might be gone?
2: I don't want to say that either. Um, it was really just, just a that did that. So. I can't
0: wrap my head around that. I yeah, just, I just don't funny. like I'm, I'm with Joe. It's just like, I don't see teachers just being like, yeah,
2: I got you. I'll just send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know either. We uh, somehow made it work. I don't know. Somehow all the guys found a way to convince their teachers that that was the, that was what they needed to do.
0: Guys, I'm sorry. I'm cutting in. I know this is a great interview, but you have to listen to me when I'm telling you Chin Music Designs bat knob decals. For those of you that don't even know what a bat knob decal is, guys, enter your bat right where it usually says the the brand and the size of the bat. Spice that up a little bit, maybe a little donut, maybe a picture of Joe's face if you want. I mean, literally anything you want, guys. Uh, Our guy Coop at Chin Music is hooking it up. Check out the show notes for his site and a little discount code. And let's get back to the interview.
1: Newt, how was, you know, conversing with coaches from these colleges during those trips? I mean, you said it was like you play that 14 inning game and it's just like, all right, on to the next. Um, was there time to get to know coaches or I mean I guess that might change with with depending on how old you are right so like if you went as a sophomore maybe it's like okay like we got to see him as a sophomore and then when you come back out as a junior like we can actually start talking what was your experience with that and actually being able to converse and and really go through the recruiting process with these coaches it's
2: a great question um we had our manager at the time was Dan Blywis and he had a lot of all these great connections so that's how we got to the field Mm -hmm. um and he'd connect to the guys that he felt the coach would be most interested in at the time um with us after the game so when I was younger going through my first fall trip I don't think I talked to any of the coaches yeah Um, I didn't have any conversations after the games I didn't get any emails um there was no communication um when I got to my second and third trips, there would be some times where I talked to them after the game, or my coach would come up to me before the game and say, Hey, I've spoken with the coach about you. They're gonna watch you through the game. Have a good day. You know, the lights are on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd get that, and then you get some emails and some interest later, and you have a little bit of communication through that respect. But after the game, you'd have maybe a, a two, three-minute conversation with the coach if they were if they were interested and they'd tell you that they'd reach out. Um, but you got to get back on the bus because you got another four hours to travel that night. So it's not like you're getting wined and dined by any means, yeah. um, but you know, you, you getting some exposure and you're getting some, some, you know, mouth to mouth. So it's, it's good.
0: I'm curious because at least in my experience and in Joe's experience, a lot of times when you're in front of coaches for the first time and they have interest, they're like, Hey, we want to see you play again, whether it be at a camp or what showcase you're going to be at stuff like that. But it's different with, they might not know if you're going to come back on the trip the next year, or if they just might get to see you play at the, at the Jupiter tournament um, mm-hmm. down in Florida. So, I mean, what do, you, what were those conversations like with like follow-ups?
2: Most of the time, I guess they wouldn't get you to see a, a second. Uh, they wouldn't have the opportunity yeah. to see it you twice. Um, you'd hope that your coach would keep you in the loop and, and you hope you just performed well that day um uh, maybe send them some video here and there um I do remember probably one of the, the heavier schools Ball State was looking at me um uh, for a little bit and they just didn't have the money at the time of year and they asked if I wanted to go to Pajuco and, and you know go through there and then maybe come after um but I had the offer here at Florida Tech um it's difficult uh, we we just try to be in the states as much as possible and we try to be in front of them as much as we can um but, you know, obviously we're very limited to that and we're limited to how how much we can show ourselves off. So that that does impact the uh, the ability for these coaches to see us and it does impact how, how likely they are to, to get us down because if they see guys in their area, you know, three, four times a week for the court, the they get a lot more comfortable with their decision.
1: I mean, Newt, how mentally taxing is that for, I mean, you and all your teammates being like, all right, I got to show out tonight because – you know, the University of Minnesota. Um, we're playing Minnesota tonight, and it's a great school. And if I don't play well, there's no shot. Like, how mentally taxing is that for you and all your buddies? Uh, I mean, you just got to do it. It's. I mean, every
2: day I think you should approach the game the same way. You know, yeah. you're every day you're going out there, you're throwing the cleats on, you're you're playing in front of someone new for the first time every time you play. Um, and I've always been a firm believer in that. So um, everyone just goes out, you just show up, and you do your best, um, and and that's what you got. Um, it it can be difficult sometimes if if you do know like you're playing Michigan and their coach tells you they're watching you and you're like all right it's time to you know do my thing but um, hopefully you know the baseball gods just treat you right and you get lucky you know (laughs) close your eyes and hit a couple barrels so yeah
0: yeah I mean that I was thinking the same thing as Joe was I mean especially as a high school kid trying to play not only just in front of college coaches but high level college coaches most of the time. Um, that, yeah, that's a, that's a process, but new, I want to, I want to talk more about going into these trips. Did you kind of shape what you wanted in a school? Um, like specifically what you were looking for, whether it be area, whether it be part of the States that you wanted to, to experience the, the academic side of it, obviously the baseball side of it, but kind of shape us what you were looking for, or if it was just whoever was interested was where I'd start?
2: Very much whoever's interested is where I'll start. Um, I, I really want to be in the state. I really want to be in Florida, um, somewhere south. Um, and that's, I think, every Canadian's goal um, coming out of baseball because we spend you know seven, eight months indoors hitting in the cages and you just don't get to be on the field. You don't get to be outside every day. Yeah. Um, so when I got the offer from Florida Tech, it, it just goes right up to the top of, of the interest list um and you know even it's a d2 school it's a very competitive conference that we're in here and um and and the location was a very big factor in in what i wanted to be and where i wanted to go
1: awesome newt can you tell us just more about you know how how that offer came about Uh, i'm assuming like you played them in one of your trips but really can you i mean can you dive deep into you know like hey like they they yeah. talked to me right after the game, like this was the conversation. I think that's a fascinating thing for everyone to hear, especially um, for for the young high schoolers who are like, you know, I don't know how to gauge interest from certain coaches. Um, I think it's really interesting when they hear about what converse, real conversations are like when a school is truly interested in you. Sure. Yeah. Um, we didn't
2: play them on, on any of our fall trips. Um, we ended up finishing in Jupiter. Um, and my coach, coach Berkemeyer, was at, uh, the Jupiter Woodbat tournament. And he saw me in the morning. I, I had, my coach said, uh, Embry Riddle, which is another team in our conference now was going to be watching me and we played the Scorpions. I had a good game. Um, he said, Florida tech's going to be watching me in the afternoon game. So, you know, play well. And I remember, I didn't know at the time, but I saw the logo on his Jersey or on his on his jacket, um, and Coach B was standing right by the fence, right by the day out, um, about three feet from the on-deck circle the entire game, um, listening to everything I said, everything I did, like maybe not just me, the whole team in general, but you could tell he was very engaged mm-hmm. in the game. Um, I, I played well. I think I I think I went you know one for three with a double, played well defensively. Um, got a call from him the next day. Um, he said he was interested. Um, he said... Um, we're a school in Florida. It doesn't snow here. Uh, I know that's a big factor for you guys. Uh, We've had guys from your program come down in the past. Um, We've enjoyed you. You've all, you know, performed for us. Um, My coaches have always said um, to them, I've got a good head on my shoulders. You know, you get good references and that's always very important too. Uh, You have to make sure you're building proper relationships. And I think that's a really key factor for a lot of guys coming up um, in the system is yes, you have to play well. Yes, you have to put the numbers up, but no one wants a, you know, this kid that, that doesn't care or, or doesn't show effort every day on the field. Um, so you have to really make sure you're building those proper relationships and, and getting those those good references. Um, so I spoke with him for five minutes, maybe. Um, he said he was interested. He said there'll be an offer coming to me in my email in a couple of days. Um, and I think I accepted it within the week, um, you know, just because of how good it looked and uh, and how, how good this opportunity would be for me to get down in Florida.
1: Newt, did you, um, did you ever visit the school before you committed?
2: Yeah, I was actually lucky enough to um, – we, we, as the Ontario Blue Jays, we would do a, a spring trip as well. So we'd have spring training, um, and the Vero Beach Dodger facility is an old Dodger complex. Um, oh. And they had villas, and they feed us for the week, and we'd play about 20 games on their complex, and they had a big field um, and a big clubhouse, and, you know, the, the whole pro experience was phenomenal. And, uh, that's just about 20 minutes down the road from here, um, in Melbourne. So I got to come up briefly and and check it out and look at the campus, um, before I did commit. Um, so I I got a quick look, but I didn't get to go on any official visits or get shown Mm. around, around the campus by any means. No.
0: Do you think it was helpful though, to be able to actually see the space, see the area, see the facilities and stuff like that versus, I don't know if you have any friends, um, from the um, the Blue Jays that weren't able to do something
2: like that? I think it was important. It, it gives you an extra level of comfort. Um, you can see the field you're going to be playing on for the next couple of years. You can, you know, get a good feel for the campus and the area that you're around. Um, and I, I do think that's very important. I think to a degree, I, I did want to go to a big school. I wanted to go to a, a big atmosphere, a big bra. Um, my school here at Florida Tech, I think we're only five, 6,000 um, students on campus. So it wasn't the it wasn't the full perfect fit that I was looking for in terms of schooling wise. Um, but yeah, seeing the campus, seeing, seeing the way it's going to look, it's a beautiful school. It's a beautiful facility. And, uh, and that
1: really made me comfortable with the decision. Newt, even though it wasn't that big atmosphere you're looking for, I guess, how did you reconcile that when you were making your decision? Was it just kind of like, all right, this is the closest thing I do have to what I want. Um, and so I'm not necessarily going to hold out. What was your thought process on, on that?
2: Um, I find that not always what you're looking for is what you're going to enjoy the best. And I, I've made a great time of my, of my time here and I've had a phenomenal experience. And, and I didn't mind um, committing and, and committing myself to that smaller school. There are so many other boxes that it checked off that, you know, dropping a few here and there, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, and at the end of the day, as long as you're happy with a few of the major things that matter to you, dropping a few of those, you know,
0: you, you talked about how, when you first introduced, uh, Florida tech, you're like, well, it's not a D one, it's D two. it's very competitive. Was that something going into your recruiting process that, I mean, especially playing all these D ones up and down the country, was that something that was. Not, I won't say a make or break, because obviously you're playing at a D2 now, but was that something that you kind of had to shift your mentality about?
2: Minorly. Um, I found that the opportunities to play at Division two it allows you to get on the field right away. It allows you to get those at-bats and contribute as a freshman that you don't get that experience at a Division I.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: When I was looking in the recruiting process, I knew that that was probably going to be a factor being – Being a player that wasn't heavily recruited out of high school and, you know, I was kind of on that border of where am I going to go and having that opportunity to be sure that I'm going to be on the field and, and filling a role that, that definitely mattered to me more than the stigma of division one baseball. And I think that's all it really is. As long as you're getting yourself in a good opportunity and and you're finding a a place where you can play, that's what matters. And I mean, I talked to a couple of my buddies and uh, one of my buddies actually that year that I was playing with on the Ontario Blue Jays, he committed. To a northern D one, really, you know, high end school, and he got 20 at bats his freshman year. You know, 20 the next year, and then he might have contributed a little bit more. But then you have all these JUCO guys that are going to be coming in and taking those roles. And those JUCO players, they've had you know 150 at bats every year for the last two years, probably more. Um, and you know, they've been lifting training heavily, and then they're going to come in and steal your job because you've only had 40 at bats in two years. So there's that to think about as well. So if you're not getting on the field, and you're not getting those reps, it's it's so easy to fall behind uh, yeah. at that level. So, you know, being able, like I said, to get right into a role here, that's what mattered a lot to me. And and I didn't mind the Division Two aspect of it. And the Sunshine State Conference is historically the best conference in Division Two baseball. So that also just, you know, made the decision easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talked about it all the time on the podcast. Of I mean, we had – uh, poppy on the podcast a couple months back but you know was it tampa won the national championship for d2 nova won in 2016 like you're playing in a damn good conference um and scouts come out to those games like scouts come out to the d2 california guys games um, mm-hmm. it's it's when when guys get rid of that D1 or bust, like I think a lot of things open up. So it's really cool to hear that, you know, you kind of had that early because I think that's a huge issue right now um, and kind of always will be a huge issue in, in the college recruiting process. I know just talking to the Chapman coaches, it's like they're always battling for that guy that, you know, has a couple of D1 offers. But, you know, the coaches know that they're not going to play immediately at the D1. That's just that's just the reality of it. So it's cool to, that you kind of got past that. Um, but, I mean, Newt, is, is there any piece of advice you'd kind of give to a younger player right now who's, who's going through it, especially someone from Canada? Um, is there any advice you'd give to them? I'd say uh, apart from the numbers and apart from performing
2: at the highest level that you can and training every day and really committing yourself, um, it's really the atmosphere that you bring to the field that's going to make the difference um you never know who's going to be watching you you have to be running hard everywhere you go on the field you have to be showing up you have to be watching what you say to not only your teammates but to the umpires you know parents you know if you are getting heckled you have to be careful um and really you know be a presentable ball player because um, at the end of the day no no coach wants to have a kid that's just going to be scrappy and, and you know not on the right way of that word yeah
0: yeah absolutely well newt this was awesome man i mean this was jam-packed with with great stuff um thank you again so much for coming on the pod um and best of luck for the rest of the season i mean hopefully everything you guys can get in all your games and just keep playing man
2: i appreciate it had a great time guys thank you